Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1235 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan S. Scott. Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Maggie, Taylor, Brennan, and the staff at Roos Chris, they will take care of you. Tell them Oilers now will uh, send you. Mark Specker coming up momentarily for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, where our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols to go along with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, tougher penalties, employing Albertans, caring for our horses, horse Racing Alberta. Just before we bring aboard, Mr. Specter, I have to read two texts. Okay. The first one comes in. It's from Jared. And he says, Bob, I was 100% fine with the Smith signing. Our goaltending duel was more than fine a year before. My Flames fans ripped it, but I defended it, said Jared. So there you have. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay, Jared, if you say so. Len says, Hey, Bob, I'm in favor of signing Smitty again. I love him. That one comes to us from Len. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. We bring aboard Mark Spector for the horses in horse racing Alberta. Speck, that's cut to the chase here. I mean, you got to go go to the mouth of the lion. And last night, the mouth of the lion was, for the Edmonton Oilers, Mike Smith. He stole on that game, didn't he? Yeah, they were better. You know, I, I thought the eye test was pretty clear that the Matthews line had the better of the McDavid line, but uh, I saw after the game the scoring chances were 14 to 5. So that's a, you know, that's pretty thorough. Uh, and 14 good scoring chances from that Matthews and Marner line, Matt, and Hyman. Uh, and they only scored two goals in the game, the whole team. So that's <laughs> that tells you you got some great A goaltending, does it not? It does, and it's kind of a remarkable story, uh, Mark. You go back to October the 10th. It was a Saturday, of course, the morning of October 9th, the Friday. The Oilers were chasing Jacob Markstrom. He turns down Edmonton's seven-year offer, believed to have been at $5 million per. Signs of the Flames, six times six. Um, 
Edmonton did sign Turris later that day, quick two-year deal. The next day, they get Tyson Berry on a, a cheap one-year deal, $3.75 million, and then they get Mike Smith at one and a half. I mean, basically for the money that they were prepared to spend on Markstrom, they got Smith and Berry. Now, until last night... Last night, Tyson Berry lived up to all of the critics' perspectives of him. I mean, he and Darnell Nurse got shredded by that Leafs' top line. But Mike Smith and Tyson Berry are a big part of the reason why this hockey club right now, Spec, is sitting with a 99% chance, according to sports club stats, of making the playoffs. They're in a good spot. Yeah, isn't it funny, hey, how things go? And there's, I know even even... I always want to say in July 1st. It's not July 1st. When was free agency, Paul? Was October. It, like it was Octo- November. No, it was October. <laughs> it was October 9th and 10th. I, I just right. mentioned. I just mentioned that in the last sequence. But as usual, you tune me out like I tune Jack Michaels up. That's not that I work. Anyway, like I know people were half, half and half. A lot of people said even in October, don't throw big money at a goaltender. A lot of people don't believe in that, and that's fair. And in this occasion, you know. If, that was the way to go. It kind of reminds me of the time Kevin Lowe wanted to sign, um, was it Michael Nylander, the, the Williams' father. Yeah. And he got some stuff went on with the agent. The order thought they had him. They didn't have him. Oh. It turned, Washington <laughs> got him. And it turned out to be the worst free agent signing that Washington made in years and years and years. And the order just all said, phew. And I think it's the same thing, you know. Mike Smith outplayed Markstrom head-to-head. Mike Smith's numbers are better than Markstrom. Mike Smith's cheaper than Markstrom. And they were able to get Tyson Berry, who's made this team a whole lot better. Yeah, uh, that whole sequence, by the way, Spec, on the Sunday night of the opening day of free agency was back on July 1st of 2007. The Oilers had consummated a deal that traded Joffrey Lupel uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, in a trade that included the captain, Jason Smith, and I received a call. I was not doing the Oilers games yet, but had a lengthy conversation with somebody about, uh, you know what, we need to move along here. We're, the Oilers got back picking in and Jeff Sanderson in that trade. And Edmonton was in on Paul Correa and got outbid on him by a team, St. Louis, that took revenue sharing. And the Oilers thought they had Nylander committed and i believe it was mike gillis was representing them and there had been a, a text agreement we'll take the deal from edmonton and then i remember the next couple of days you and me were on the air at the other station at the time and people are going to say oh your source is wrong stopper you're an idiot you're going to have to admit that you're wrong and the Oilers ended up a day later saying no we had an agreement in principle and lo and behold i remember you called me on the holiday monday and said bob are you sure about this because brooksy's calling me saying that nylander's not going to edmonton and I'm like, right. well, that's that's, and in fact, for the listeners, I don't <laughs> sure if they know this. Uh, there was a golf event on the the holiday Monday, and the owners had fairly significant parts of the organization commented on the addition of what deal letter was going to be, and it was it's crazy. And then by the middle of the, the day, the deal was done, and the owners ducked one. So, uh, and and I, I here's the thing for Flames fans, spec. I don't think Markstrom's been that bad. I don't think he's central to the challenges that Calgary have had this year. But it's got to be stated, Mike. Like Mark, I'm going to ask you: Does Ken Holland have to consider re-signing this guy? Well, at this age, listen, anytime you can get a a good player on a series of one-year deals, that's advantage team, right? Like Mike Smith doesn't even get it. I don't think he even signed a two-year deal. He's at the stage of his career where he's happy to sign one-year deals. And I don't know. Maybe if he has this year, Bob, someone else is going to sign a two-, three-year deal. I wouldn't. 
But if you can get a, uh, this level of starting goalie in the $2 million range for one year, you do it all day long. I mean, what do the orders have committed to their goaltending, Paul? What's, what's Smith making right now? A buck, a million and a half? A million and a half with bonuses. Koskinen's at yeah. four and a half million. Yeah. And, and uh, six million bucks for the well, goalies. A little bit more than that because Stalock's at like 850 or something, right? Okay, don't so forget. Stalock's forgot right. about him. Yeah. In a and normal gonna, year, you, you don't have Stalock. In a normal season, you wouldn't have made that acquisition, right? But they did. So that's fine. I get it. But my, the point I'm trying to make here is this. In the end, it's goofy that the backup's making, you know, three times what the starter's making. And that's kind of weird. But in the end, you got $6 million committed to your, your two goalies here in Edmonton. And that's a very reasonable number, Bob, to spend on your goaltending. Look at the Habs tonight. What are they spending, Bobby? Fourteen million. Yeah, this year uh, they got yeah. Allen. Dun- they got Allen done on a two-year extension at like two seven five after for the next couple of years. Hey, okay. Spec. I mean, there's something about the like. I mean, with Smith. There's just and, and the other thing is since Smith's come back, Koskinen's numbers have been significantly better too because he's had a reduced workload. But do you not get the sense when you're watching him right now that there's a little bit of screw you in his game? Like he's got some attitude and he gives a team you like last I don't know about you, but watch what you know, broadcasting the game last night, I the orders were getting drilled. But I had the sense the entire like they got drilled, okay? They got smoked. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. The, the terminology I'll give you is the Oilers defense were the meat and the the Leafs were hunting. They were prey. But they weren't hunting banging. They were hunting with strips and creating scoring chances. They got drilled. But but for me, Smith was like I'm like, I'm not sure he's gonna give up after it was two one, I was like, I'm not sure he's gonna give up another one tonight. Like, he sort of gave them a bit of a, you know, the proverbial puncher's chance. You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, that's and that's exactly what you pay a goalie for. You know, you, if you play like that every night and you get drilled like that every night, it's eventually, it's you're not going to get the two points. But every once in a while, when you have the right goaltender, you can get away with, you know, I'm going to say this, Bob, the other night, I, I thought when Edmonton lost in OT, they were the better team in that game. Uh and then when Edmonton won an OT, I thought Toronto was a better team. So uh, Mike Smith gave him, you know, earned some two points. You can't lean on that every single night. But yep. he leaned on it last night. And, and you know what? The goalie's part of the team, too. The goalie's getting paid, too. Every once in a while, he's got to be the best guy on the ice, right? Hey, Mark, how stoked would you be for an Edmonton-Toronto playoff series? Well, I, I, yeah, I was thinking to myself, looking at the standings this morning, uh, you know, there's, there's, to me, there's clearly three superior teams in the North, but the orders are, should be shooting. I mean, I'm, and they are shooting for first place, but you should be looking at first place. You should be looking at letting Toronto and Winnipeg play each other and play whoever comes out of that. Because it's it's a much different road if you get Montreal in the first round than if you got to deal with Winnipeg or Toronto, don't you think? Uh, I would not dismiss Montreal. I mean, they're going to have five guys in their lineup later on in the season that they're not going to have tonight. Like, the, I, I, I do think Bergie's got a good team. It's, it's interesting to yep. me. They started to slide a bit when Sherratt got knocked out of the lineup. I think he's a little bit of an underrated player. But they're going to have Sherratt, Sherratt in their top four, Toffoli in their top six, Ermi in their third line, Stahl, Probably as their fourth line center, I would think they'd still have Suzuki to know Kakaniemi in the top three holes. Maybe they'll flip flop Stall and Kakaniemi. Uh, you know, that's that's four guys right there. And where does Caulfield fit in when they get him? So they, they like that's going to be a team that's going to be, be like I look on paper. I look on paper. 
And to me, on paper, I'm not like I think Toronto's deeper up front than Edmonton and got a, a more experienced top four. Spec. I think Winnipeg down the middle is as good as anybody. Unless the Oilers play McDavid and Drysaddle in the top two, and then it's difficult for teams to match that. But Winnipeg's good, and if they got one more D lookout, and I think the Canadians will have a lot better team two weeks from now than they got right now. All that said, Tippett's a pretty good coach. <laughs> That's, I mean, he is. There's, yep, for sure. Like, he's done a good job. I'm going to ask you about coaching decisions and defense, Mark. So formulate some thoughts. They're going to keep the same D together. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I think there's been opportunities to make a change here. And uh, we'll get some of your feedback on that when we return in orders now. It's 1246 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thank you, Leon. We'll get to uh, the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers a little bit later on in the second hour of the show. We have Mark Spector until 1.15 today. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry in our province. And when the province gets back up and at them, the horses will get back up and at them as well out at Century Mile. All right, spec, here we go. So... Uh, I think we've conceded that Edmonton got drilled. Um, their lines two, three, and four got smoked on Saturday. They had a couple defensemen on the left side, Lagesson and Russell, that struggled Saturday. Uh, Bearer didn't close the game out, and then uh, on Saturday, the way I think he would have preferred. He had an unbelievable game last night. It was terrific on the Oilers' defense. Big bounce-back performance for Russell. A tough night for Nurse and Barry, but Nurse closed it well. William Lagesson, uh staying in the lineup. And uh, we're getting a lot of questions on Evan Bouchard right now as well. Um, yeah. Do you think there could have been more latitude given to maybe playing some more D? And do you think maybe we need to be patient? Or conversely, do we need to look at the record of what the coach has done here over the last 27 games where he's gone 19-7-1 and and say, I think he's doing all right? Well, that's the first thing. Like, I'm, I'm not a coach meddler until the coach starts to screw it up. Uh, Dave Tippett's only job here is to win. It's up to the general manager and others to worry about development and all those things. The Bouchard situation is cumbersome this year. For sure it is, right? You can't send him to Bakersfield or you basically lose him for the year. So uh, I get it. This is a special dispensation on Bouchard. In a normal year, if they had Bouchard hanging around this long, Bob, and they weren't playing him, you and I would be saying, what, what are you doing? Get him to Bakersfield. Get him playing. You can't do that this year, or he's done in the NHL for the season. So, you know, I would say this to you, Bob. Don't you think that, that Tippett has basically spent the first half of his season figuring out who his top six DR, and now he's got it figured out? 
He's got a top six figured out. I think Lagason's been given a wide berth here. I think he's been... Caleb Jones is what he's done. Yep, he has. And uh, there's a theory behind why they want him in tonight. And they're going to play Calgary on Friday. They're going to want Lagason in that game too. I would think just because Calgary is a heavier team that attacks the net and, and sells out on the forecheck. Uh, Montreal directs, Montreal's become bigger. Uh, I guess you could say we've got our top six and, uh, away you go. I do wonder whether or not, I do wonder whether or not at some point, even though it's gone really well for Barry and Nurse until last night, I wonder if there might be some spot picking in terms of flipping Barry and, uh, uh, Ethan Bear and occasionally. Oh, you know, occasionally, just just like, you know what? I would have moved Cassian when they play more physical teams. If they're going to play McDavid Dry, and I don't think they're going to play McDavid and Dry settle together all the time, spec. But if they do play those guys together once in a while, I'd slide Cassian up there and move mm-hmm. pull your, and move pull Yarby down, and just have Zach cruise in and hit somebody about a second and a half to two seconds late, just to <laughs> keep, keep teams honest a bit because. There's some teams that were leaning on Connor a bit last night. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. we did get we did get multiple texts. So we had the situation with the Mary Kay makeup call, the uh, concession from Tim Peel that ultimately got him fired and caught live Mike. Um, Mark Jonet, does he got that whistle like cemented onto his? his <laughs> like, why is there never any? Well, there's, there's two refs in the game. But Jonette is the guy that calls he, these penalties every year. Yes. And, he, and he's the most senior of the two refs, and they tend to defer to the most senior's ref standard, right? That's mm, one of the things. Maybe. I, what I'd say to you is the penalties happen in front of a guy at his end of the ice and in front of the other guy at his end of the ice. So I'm not sure that there's time in a referee's head to think, hmm, I wonder what the other guy would call here. But, okay, if you want to go down that road, he's the senior guy. Uh, listen, very few penalties in either game this weekend, right? Saturday yeah. or Monday. Would the Oilers have one power play a night? Yeah. Like, Mark, I would I would assert to you that Montreal or Toronto should have had four power plays last night and the Oilers could have had two or three. Okay? okay. And what did Toronto have last night? Two? Each team had one. I thought Toronto had two. Okay. Uh, okay, so, so what's the... Look, I don't really... I guess to, if they if they have a standard that whatever if the standard is such that each team is treated the same way and it's hard to get a penalty, you know what? For people who love to watch power plays, then they're disappointed. I get that. I, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, I get how people wonder when there's going to be five, you know, four power plays aside tonight. It's fair to wonder what is the standard, right? Yeah, yeah. What absolutely. is the standard? That is absolutely fair to wonder that and. You know, I don't know what to tell you. They all get told what the standard is, and then they start playing hockey. I didn't think there was a lot of egregious plays last night. Like, McDavid got interfered with a couple times coming up ice, but he never got interfered with in a scoring situation where I thought, come on, that cost him a chance on goal. Did well, you? No, you know the irony of what occurred both Saturday, on Saturday, Matthews got inside positioning on McDavid with a little bit of a tug and was able to get a shot off, and he should have called the double deflection. Like, if you're going to score a goal like that, you got to you, you got to call that double deflection spec. And then last night, McDavid got away with a little bit of a reach and hopped away and separated from Matthews, and that led to the two-on-one in overtime. So, I thought Matthews was interfering with him there, right? Yeah. Matthews was trying to stop him from getting up ice. Uh, if that, you know, that was. I mean, I think if Connor McDavid goes down in that situation, he might draw the call. I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying I would prefer that. 
But I thought Matthews was interfering with him in overtime. Matt, uh, you know what I liked about the play, though, Bob? Is McDavid fought through it. He knew if I get away from this guy, I'm gone. And he did. He got away from Matthews. Drysaddle patiently flipped him that nice little puck, and before you know it's in the net. That was a. <laughs> there was a, for, for just a few seconds of overtime, there was two pretty strong scoring chances in that game last night. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The Oilers goalie was better, and that's why they won. Smith made a terrific save. Hey, Mark, Darnell Nurse scored the game winner. He leads the NHL. He's got 12 goals right now. Leads the NHL in goals by defenseman. Doesn't have one on the power play. He's got 12 even-strength goals. He's got more even-strength goals than anybody on the Calgary Flames. Okay? He has more even-strength points than anybody on the Calgary Flames. Are we talking about a Norris Trophy defenseman here? I'll tell you, he's, he, people are going to, this is a funny year because we don't see the other divisions. So what's going to happen, Bob, is us voters are really going to rely on, we're going to go onto the you know, NHL.com stats and, and all the analytical sites. And I think the stats are, are going to have a, a bigger play this year than the eye test because I haven't seen live any of the other three divisions. So I guess what I'm saying to you is his numbers are so good that, yes, Guys who haven't seen him play all year are going to look at his numbers and go, oh, I didn't realize he had more even strength points than some teams. So, yeah, he's going to be in the, yeah, you know, I don't, do I think that you can go, Bob, from outside the Norris Trophy and not even a top six or top ten voter and walk in and win it? I'm not sure it's that kind of trophy, but he will certainly be somewhere in the top six and certainly on my ballot he will be. Craig Button said last night on TSN, and we both respect Craig. We think he's a great hockey guy, and he's a great yep. guy. He said, pencil Darnell Nurse on the 2022 Canadian Olympic team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's people out there that, that would have thought that would have been laughable two years ago. Lots of people. You know, but he then has turned into a this a year ago. People would have said, come on. You know, but he's a different player this year. You know, here's the thing with Darnell Nurse that I've always thought. I always loved the way he transported the puck out of his own zone uh, and got it oftentimes not just over center and dump it, but he'd hang on to it. He'd take it over the, the offensive blue line. And the minute he got over the offensive blue line ball, what happened to the play? The play died. Right? He just had no idea what to do once he got over the offensive blue line with the puck. And he said yesterday to us, he said, you know, I'm not getting more chances. I'm just generating more goals on the chances that I've always got. And he somehow figured it out, Bob. He is not, the play does not die. You know, when he gets over the blue line, what I notice he's doing, first of all, is he's giving the puck to a forward and he's going to the net. And when he gets a chance to shoot it, he's got a good shot and he's taking it. That, to me, is the big thing in his offensive game. He used to be a guy that didn't have a clue what to do with that puck in the offensive zone. Now he does. Mark, always bet on people that have relentless work ethic. You know that articling student in the law firm that comes in and they're paying him peanuts, uh, and within a couple of years he's moving up the ranks, and seven years later they want to make him a partner, right? That Because it's just nonstop work ethic. The broadcaster who sits there and puts the time in, and you know you might have a TV guy or somebody in town that's more prominent, and 15 years later it's not even close in terms of, well, I'll take a look at who, like, because of how hard McDavid and Dreisaitl work, and Nurse Mark, Mark, you know this, Darnell Nurse is part of that trio. Peter Zosky wrote about this in our Game of Our Lives, and that bodes well for Edmonton, that it's that those three guys that are driving it. Agreed? Oh, oh for sure. And, you know, this is a... 
You and I had this conversation going back to the acquisitions of guys like Ferentz and Lucic, right? And, you know, even beyond that. They finally have grown a leadership core here. This is Edmonton's version of, of, you know, Bergeron and Chera and Marchand, right? Or whoever you want to name as the third guy. That's what Edmonton has here. They've grown a leadership core. And these guys are going to be already good leaders. They're going to only get better. And you got to take care of these guys, and you got to keep them in town forever. And then the next group is going to learn from them, right? And then the next group is going to learn from them. This is the culture they've been trying to build here for 20 years, Bob. And these three guys are the first generation of it. Darnell Nurse took two straight bridge deals. For our listeners, understand this. He is going to get paid on a long-term extension, and he's worth it. Mark Spector will stay with us. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.